0: Five, 6 5 4 3 2 1 0 all engines running commit flip off
1: hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug Carey of his Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join our discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 777 SWAT, or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. That's ask, A S K at swatradio.com. Well, today is Monday. Doug, how is it going today?
0: Well, there is a lot of uh, really sad things going on in our world right now. We need to pray. Uh, For the first of all, our brothers and sisters of faith Mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, people, uh, brothers and sisters who are missionaries over there, uh, people who have come to Christ through those missionaries. They're all at risk right now of uh, dying a lot. Uh, Some of them have already died, Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, and uh, we need to lift them up um, because uh, things are in chaos right now. Taliban has taken over. Uh, And it's it's so scary for a lot of the Afghan people Mm -hmm. that they were actually I'm looking at a photo right now of them uh, hanging on and running alongside a C-17 transport plane. It looks like something out of the movie War War Z. If you saw that movie when it was taken off, there was a plane Mm -hmm. taken off out of Israel there. All these people are trying to get on there. These are people trying to get on this plane that could not get inside of it. And some of them actually held on to the jet as it took off and were they fell to their death
1: yeah
0: i mean and it evokes images a lot worse to me than that of Saigon oh, back yeah. in uh mm-hmm. the seventies where people were evaluating the embassy over there and i mean i you know if you think about what happened in Vietnam it's such a blight on our country uh and it's not because our military didn't have the the strength nor the will to go over there and win Mm -hmm. it's they didn't have the leadership that would would commit to go over there and doing what needed to be done and now um, leadership again has left a lot of people well those people today are because uh, we exited without a good exit strategy Mm -hmm. and uh, that that falls directly at the the helm of president joe biden
1: well yeah, especially because all of his, of his advisor advisors excuse me said, Do not rush this, uh pull out, don't pull out immediately and uh he decided to on, you know, his decision and I guess the last in the room, him and Kamala Harris's decision, was hey, we're no, we're we're pulling out as fast as we possibly can and then they promised that the Taliban uh would not be able to take over uh the country in any meaningful time frame and the rapid speed at which they, they did so uh, is alarming. And, and like you said, the people who work f- with us there in that country um, and aren't being left behind to to their death and, and those who bought into Western ideals and Western values. I saw a video of a, a young lady who was dressed like a, you know, like an American would be dressed crying about, you know, since we were born in Afghanistan, we're forgotten. And the the, the type of things that are going to happen to, Uh, people who bought in and worked with the Westerners is going to be atrocious.
0: Yeah, and uh, like um, uh, Yaroslav Trofimov Trofimov writing uh, for the Wall Street Journal said this. He said, after 20 years of war, much of what the U.S. sought to accomplish in Afghanistan crumbled in one week, in one week. And you think about all these men, these gold star families who lost loved ones, Mm -hmm. these men who lost their limbs over there fighting um, for what they believed was freedom for these people and freedom against terrorism. Now, all these terrorists from Guantanamo Bay, in fact, one of the guys from Guantanamo Bay was uh, one of the guys in the presidential uh, palace Mm -hmm. holding up a a rifle.
1: And, you know, some of those rifles, those you notice those weren't AKs. There were some ARs and stuff that so so that's our material that they have now taken control of as well, and that's something you know that's uh, you know a shame as well. And you know, I don't think that we should have been in Afghanistan indefinitely. Um, But if you go into some place, you have to have a plan of what you're going to do with the country after you take it, um, and how you're going to get out of there. And I think that you know, for twenty years, we didn't really have that type of a plan, that type of foresight. And to just pull out quickly, uh, I don't think was the right thing to do. Either. Well,
0: the Wall Street Journal had published uh, on the weekend edition that uh, it's possible that Kabul would fall within a month, yeah. and it fell within hours, mm-hmm. not yeah. a month. Yeah, and it's it's and 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 folks, for you people out there listening who maybe don't have a military background or or don't follow geopolitical things going on in the world, you're just kind of, you know, you just don't think a lot about what happens in other parts of the world. This is not a good thing for us as a country uh, because what's happening right now is the people who took over Kabul in the Afghanistan capital there and, and the palace, they're, They're going to put out a lot of propaganda. They beat the United States. Mm -hmm. They've already uh, put out they beat Russia. mm -hmm. They beat the United States. They beat Russia. They are more emboldened now. And if you think they're going to sit back, these people who were in Guantanamo Bay and all these different prisons who were being uh, detained, interrogated, if you think they're not going to come and try to do things, you have another thought coming because we're weak and just like a bully in school goes for weakness, we have a weak perception in the world right now. And my my thinking is, and I think you even uh, sent me an article or something or tweet or something earlier, is that I think Taiwan is going to be next on the list of yeah. things to go mm-hmm. uh, if we're not careful. And if, if China went into Taiwan tomorrow... They would take over. I think it's somewhere like eighty to ninety percent of the semiconductors
1: yeah, in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that we use. Mm-hmm. So um, and
1: they did. Uh, China sent a message out to Taiwan. Was like, look how the American, you know, the Americans have promised to protect you. They promised to protect and defend the Afghani's too. And look what happened. So well, and yeah.
0: remember, Biden. What was it a month ago? Maybe uh, where he said on TV or at a press conference, he said what happened in a matter of hours would not happen. Mm -hmm. He said it wouldn't, and that's because they didn't have a plan. And I'm telling you, they've been more concerned about critical theory in schools than about geopolitical events going on around the world.
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, in June, uh, the embassy in Cabal was tweeting out stuff about you know, gay pride and things like that. Like, oh,
0: well, I know. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have the defense secretary more concerned whether people are getting the vaccine mm-hmm. than whether they're doing, they're militarily prepared to help people in other countries. And and I, I just, it, it's a terrible thing that's happened. We need to pray for the missionaries over there. We need to pray for the brothers and sisters over there and uh, pray for the, wisdom of our leaders to to respond appropriately. You know, Taylor, I want to get into this during the first segment. We may bleed over cuz we only have a few minutes. But a couple of things happened over the weekend. One with me, one with a friend of mine. One of my friends, uh, a SWAT guy who was out with his family yesterday at a um ice cream place got berated by an out-of-state person for not wearing a mask him and his really? whole family. Oh, they were cussing, using expletives at him, uh, talking about all kinds of things uh, about him because he chose not to wear a mask with his family. And, you know, I I just want to say to people out there, you know, there are people who feel just as strongly that masks are contaminated, they have problems, uh, they create issues, uh, just as much as people who feel strongly, they protect them. And so... Uh, you know, we had uh, Doctor Bridle on here Friday, and I asked him about the mask, and he did a video out there where he showed that most masks that are used in our country are eighty to five hundred microns, and the smallest um, coronavirus is one micron, and the largest drops droplets that come out are sixty microns, which still get in mm-hmm. to a eighty. Uh, micron mask and he said from 1946 to 2018 there was no significant reduction in flu transmission with the use of face mask they did studies from the 40s to 2018 and so we've never used mask and so now it has become not only a control mechanism but a divisive mechanism for people and i mean i was just struck by that these people from uh another state came in here and berated uh, our brother and his family simply because and the message is well if you love me uh yeah. you wouldn't you would wear a mask or if you love my friends because such fear has been evoked because of the mask and the vaccine too and i know we got to go to break but when we come back i want to talk about what uh, dr bridal said about the vaccine and if you haven't heard it please go to swatradio.com and click on last week's program dr byram bridle it was a fascinating interview he took the whole first half hour to deal with skeptics people have been trying to malign him Mm. they've created fake websites and they've put out false information about him saying he misquoted uh authors and he did that so he took the whole first 30 minutes to explain what was going on with that and this guy he says you know what doug i'm not a pr guy I'm I'm a doctor. I'm a researcher. And he has been involved with mRNA vaccines and doing um, work. He's a viral immunologist. And, folks, we have got to stop letting fear drive us. We are believers. I hope you are if you're listening. And as believers, you cannot live in fear. And I love what Dr. Zelenko out of New York said. He said, I'm not going to sacrifice my tomorrow for today. Uh, I mean, my... Yeah, I'm not going to sacrifice my today for tomorrow. Wait a minute. Am I saying? Let me let me get his quote right because it was so good. He he was talking about the vaccine because somebody said, "Would you take the vaccine to travel?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "No, I'm not going to sac." Yeah, he said, "I'm not going to sacrifice my tomorrow for today. I'm going to sacrifice my today for tomorrow." Yeah. Uh, and so when we come back, we're going to pick back up on the vaccine because I know there's a lot of fear talk out there. And I want to talk specifically about anecdotal stories that people are using to try to stoke the fear base out there among people.
2: All right. So you are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is one 777 7928 That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT.
1: There is good news for the captive It is Ren Collective with Rescuer. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we this month are looking at uh, CRT, which is stands for Critical Race Theory and the Social Justice Movement and uh, Wokeness that is kind of seeping into the churches. However, the first segment of the day, we usually talk about the news of the day. That's going to bleed over into this segment because there's just so much uh, going on right now so much to talk about we could spend you know two or three hours really uh, digesting it from what happened over the weekend so uh, just before we went to break we were talking a little bit uh, about uh, the interview on Friday uh, talking about COVID and and dealing with the vaccine and then also uh, some things that happened to some SWAT brothers over the weekend uh, here in Jacksonville and how that relates to how we should uh respond and how we should behave
0: well and i, I want to tell you uh, from the word of god what god says through paul in colossians chapter 2 verses 6 through 8 this is our theme for the whole month this this verse these these verses 6 to 8 therefore as you receive christ jesus the lord so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits, or in some translations it may say elementary principles of the world and not according to Christ. Listen, the world lives based on fear. People, People are primarily motivated by fear. Fear of not having money, fear of not living, fear of not having health. That's the motivators that make people work, makes people do the things they do. As believers, we are not motivated by fear. We're motivated by the love of Christ. It constrains us. It it, it controls us. Uh, Christ bought us if we're his. And we are to walk and be um, wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And what that means is, We go in with our eyes open. We don't believe stuff just because people told us. I've talked to two or three uh, brothers in the Lord uh, just in the last day or two who have told me about family members who have been coerced into taking the vaccine. It's not because they were well-informed. It's not because they thought about it. They simply believed what people told them, and they were afraid. And that's what they said to their, their parents or their relatives. Yeah. And when you think about that, that's exactly what happened in World War II over in Germany. They used fear. They created fear about Jewish people. And they spread that fear and talked about how they were going to hurt the country of Germany. And we had Dr. Byron Bridle in here on Friday and he was um, very succinct but very good very technical during the first part explaining why these people were trying to how they were trying to discredit him Um, and I let him take that because I know that was a a thing in fact I had a SWAT brother who had uh, texted me hey you need to vet your guest and I had vetted him and uh, and and talked to him and Felt very good about who he was. I I've interviewed lots of people in my life, uh, both as an FBI agent and just even here on the radio or just talking to people, and you you get a sense if people are being truthful. You can get a sense of that if you've interviewed a lot of people, you've interacted with a lot of people, but you got to know the right questions to ask, mm-hmm. especially if people have. Been maligned, or people are trying to say bad things about him, and so he he, as well as others uh, that we've had on here, we we, you know, we try to vet them. We don't just put a guy on because he's got a popular thing that's going out there, or he agrees with us philosophically. But Doctor Bridle uh, made very compelling arguments about natural immunity, and I want to tell you, I went to the doctor today. And for 35 minutes, I had my doctor tried to convince me uh, that there were no T-cell or B-cell antibodies if you've had COVID. He tried to convince me, even though I've had COVID, that I have no immunity. And when I asked him and shared with him about Dr. Bridle and other doctors, he simply said he studied research from a particular college and. I, I I'm just telling you, when I was interviewing this doctor who was talking to me and asking him questions, he did not line up being um, very truthful. There were indicators. P- when people are telling you something they don't believe, your body gives signs. This is what we looked for when I would interview somebody in the FBI. And I'm telling you, his job for 35 minutes of my visit today was to convince me to take the vaccine. He told me I did not have natural immunity. He told me that uh, I needed to take the vaccine now, even though I just had COVID a month ago. Mm. And I've heard other doctors say, no, you wait at least three to four months. And when I asked him about that, he started backtracking and trying to deal with that. So, folks, there's something not right about everything going on with the vaccine. You don't have to work this hard to push something if it's really good for you like mm-hmm. this. But so many people have taken it and they're psychologically influencing everybody with fear. And so what they're doing is creating division in families. you got people that won't let their kids be with their grandparents because their grandparents aren't vaccinated. That's wrong. Yeah. Dr. Bridle was on here the other day. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to fear the unvaccinated. <laughs> That's crazy. If the vaccine works, mm-hmm. but the problem is, it's not a vaccine. It's an MNRA therapy, is what Doctor Bridle called it, where they inject you. And he used the term PEG, and um, it, which is a, a it's just a acronym for what the substance is. But he said there have been s- the very first severe adverse event from the vaccine was because of the PEG in there. And it's in every vaccine that comes out through Pfizer, Moderna. And and he said, this is a problem. And, you know, um, over in UK and over in Israel right now, when UK, 57% of the people in the hospitals mm. are vaccinated. Nope. In Israel, 20%. I think
1: that number's gone up.
0: Yeah, I think it's gone. I, I think it has, too. And so he. all I'm saying to you is there's all this pressure about the vaccine, and we have a right to make an informed consent. This is an experimental drug, and we have a right as believers to do that. We have a right to wear or not wear masks. We live in a state where it's not mandated. It says recommended. And so... If somebody chooses not to wear a mask or chooses not to be vaccinated, there's no need for you as a believer to be ugly to them. Even if you disagree with them, don't be ugly. Don't be mean, uh, spirited. Your faith may permit you not to do those things. And if it does, then go in peace and bid them peace. Your faith has to be in the Lord. Whether you get sick or not is not based on them. Where do you get sick or not is based on God. Whether you die or not is based on God. You will not de- die one day sooner than God wants you to. And you will not live one day longer than God wants you to. But we've stopped living like that with churches. And now we got people, and because what's happening, Taylor, is people are exerting pressure on people saying, well, this person didn't get the vaccine and they died. Well, the person died because they didn't get good treatment because yeah. the, the vaccine is treatable.
1: And you could also say, I mean, I'm this, sorry, the,
0: the virus is treatable.
1: Yeah, you could also say this person got the vaccine and died a few days later. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. there are for each, uh, you know, uh, anecdotal, uh, measure or story you can bring up. There's a counter, you know well, what I mean? So well, yeah, you have to look a, at the data and
0: you're exactly right. What's well, like the CDC, uh, for some reason, when somebody gets sick and they've had the vaccine, it has nothing to do with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But when somebody gets sick and they've had the virus, it has everything to do with the virus. And so they they twist the data. And that's what I'm saying about all of this. There is something not right. I do know that Bill Gates a couple of years ago was giving a TED talk and Bill Gates said that he believed that we needed a 20% reduction in the global population. Mm. Now, the same guy that said that is part of the globalist elite who have contributed and helped fund this vaccine process. Now, that that ought to make you wonder what's going on. And you go, and listen, you can say, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. Yeah. We don't have any... Data on this vaccine being, or the, this mRNA technology, in any animal. Ask your doctors what's in it. Ask your doctors. Well, what what happened? What happened in the animal studies? There were no animal studies.
1: You're the animal study.
0: <laughs> the last animal studies that used mnrna every animal died. Doctor Lee uh, Merritt said that to us. She was aware and studied and researched that. Okay.
1: That was like 2016 yeah, or something, I right? I think
0: so. And the one before that, when they did SARS-1, every animal died. First, it was cats and then it was ferrets. They all died. Why? Because of this response of your immune system to overreact to things. And so uh, I, I'm not trying to create fear. I'm saying, folks, you if you have received a vaccination, you need to understand that you put something in your body and you may or may not know what's in it. And so, what do you do? You make sure you take vitamin D. You make sure you take vitamin C. Uh, you make sure you have some ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine there to help uh, lower the the reproduction of the virus. If it gets, if it does, if your body does overreact, you got to treat those symptoms pretty early on with hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. You can treat it up to, but I mean. This is something about being informed as believers. And Why is this important? For the same reason I had uh, Dr. Um, Bridal on. By the way, Dr. Bridal is a believer, and he thanked <laughs> me for you guys praying. Continue to pray for him and his family. That's awesome. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Christianity and wokeness and how all this kind of plays into our mindset right now with everything from critical theory to vaccines to masks and how we as believers need to be unwoke
1: yeah. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you listening here locally, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in folks in Georgia. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Pounding on a locked door I try to make you out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you
1: Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Austin French with Freedom Hymn. If you are just joining us, we took the first half of, excuse me, half of the uh, program today to speak uh, about what's going on in the world and what's going on with COVID, what's going on uh, internationally and nationally here back at home. We are now going to uh, drift in and start talking about what is going on in the church, particularly as it relates to wokeness, uh, CRT, the social justice movement, and things like that. And I think that there's a through line that connects uh, what we were talking about before to what we are going to talk about, and that this is all about worldview. Um, what you're seeing is, uh, the, the evidence, the fruit of a worldview. So we have to be conscious that we are living, um, based on our biblical worldview and according to what the Bible says. And if we don't know what that is, we need to find out and we need to investigate. We need to read our Bibles and, uh, continue to do so because with the world is in a time of turmoil that I think is not going to just fade away. It's going to last for a while. So we need to be firm in our faith and grounded in what we believe and how we
0: act and we need to stand yeah we we need to stand up for truth and uh you know um a colorado school uh, colorado springs uh one of the school districts just voted three to two to keep crt out of the classrooms mm-hmm. which that's good mm-hmm. and the reason they did that is because people stood up and people said no you're not going to do this well why is this important for us in the church? Well, we're talking about wokeness. Uh, you may or may not know what that term means. Uh, Owen Strand, S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N, wrote a book called Christianity and Wokeness. It just came out in July, and he talks about how the social justice movement is hijacking the gospel. People are going, well, why don't you just give them the gospel? It, well, that's fine. We want to give them the gospel. We want to give people the gospel, but you know when I was in the Marine Corps, I was taught to know my enemy. Mm. And the reason I want to know my enemy is because uh, well you you obviously you want to know what you believe more than anything. Yeah. But then you want to know I knew how to fly the Harrier, but I also wanted to know my enemy too and how he tries to disguise himself. And that's why this is really important because it has crept into the church. And if you don't know what wokeness is, I want to give you the definition that uh, Owen puts in his book. It says, it's a mindset and a posture. It means that one is awake to the true nature of the world when so many of us are asleep. That's, That's really the definition. He says, it really means when one sees the comprehensive inequity of our social order and strives to highlight power structures in the society, that stem from racial privilege. That's exactly what it's talking about in America. Uh, wokeness occurs when one embraces the system of thought called critical race theory, critical race theory teaches that all society is structured along racial power dynamics. Race is a social construct, which is true. Actually, uh, it's not biologically based and exists only in our imagination. Um, Race is America's original lie. This is what woke people believe. And it has led to America's original sin, racism. That's what wokeness teaches. Racism occurs, according to wokeness, when one racial group oppresses, dehumanizes, and demeans another. According to woke voices, that is what white people do and have done in this country since its founding. Now... Just to give you an example to the question, what's wrong in America? Well, what's wrong is white privilege. What's wrong in America? Systemic racism. What's wrong in America? Well, um, you know, um, people, some people have more money than others because they've used other people to get their money, um, uh, you know, it's critical Race theory is the the answer that's given. That's wokeism. That's what it means to be woke. Now, the problem with that is it doesn't go along very well with what the Bible teaches because the Bible teaches that we have a sovereign God. If you go to Acts 17, it says he determines where we live and when we live. And so if you were born into a slave household, whether it was in you know 19 or 1880 or whether it was back during the time of Moses
1: or whether it was yesterday in some part of the country, or a, a, the another
0: world. part of the world, yeah. God was obviously sovereign over that moment and he could have chosen not to allow that, but he chose to allow it. That doesn't mean everything that happens is right in his eyes, but he allows the good and the bad to happen. And, what you have now is you have people that really fall into four different categories of response to this whole issue of uh, wokeness within the church. The first category is non-woke. That would be me and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we would not consider ourselves woke in any way um, because um, we believe that there may have been ethnic problems, ethnic prejudice, Uh different types of abuse over time at different periods, but not systemically overall. Well,
1: there was, I mean, yeah, yeah th- but not now, not, not,
0: yeah. not now. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about in the 1800s or, or even I'm talking about right now yeah. mm-hmm. in 2021 in the United States of America. I don't believe there's systemic racism yeah. or you ethnic should, prejudice.
1: You should distinguish why you say ethnic prejudice as opposed to racism, because you know, you said earlier that uh, racism is a social contract, construct. I would disagree with that, that we are all one human race. So well, there is the race, not, well, yeah. but what we consider when we talk about races, different races, that is uh, a, a construct. And it's more uh, accurate to talk about ethnicity or cultural differences rather than uh, what we consider race. So that's why we use the term um Uh, ethnic 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 yeah
0: Yeah. we just say racism because that's the term that's used a lot out there but we really know it's ethnic prejudice yeah um but that's the first category is non-woke the second category is confused and undecided i think a majority of people probably fall into this category Mm -hmm. uh they see everything happening in our culture and and they get upset about it they you know they they watch the riots out in uh, Seattle or in Portland or in Minnesota, and it's upsetting to them that people feel so strongly about being uh, hurt or um, you know whatever. They see the young men dying, and they hear the narrative that these young men like Michael Brown mm-hmm. didn't provoke an attack, that they were just hunted down by a police officer, which wasn't true about michael brown
1: and then they see you know those same angry people attacking churches and christians so then they're like wait why are you attacking us for you know what this happened and, and they're feeling that sympathy so they're, they're like you say just confused yeah uh, in general about what's going on and
0: they don't know what to think yeah. but these people need pastors and shepherds to help them sort out what's going on and how to respond big biblically uh but many pastors are punting on this. They're not touching it. They're afraid to touch it.
1: Or if they if they are, they're coming at it from the other side, from a woke perspective.
0: Yeah, well, they are like David Platt mm-hmm. and and uh, Matt Chandler, who are good pastors. Tim Keller. These people over time they've been good teachers, but they've capitulated now to this woke light mentality and uh, are buying into it. And the problem with that is it furthers. The what I call the fringers, instead of helping people really decide to do the biblical thing, because the problem in America is not racism, the problem in America is sin. It's what the same problem has always been. Um, but the enemy is is like Paul said in Acts twenty twenty nine, um, coming like a fierce wolf from within, mm. and that's scary to me. Uh, but the third category is engaged. Yet cautious pro woke. Now this group actually is trying to put a handle on racism and will engage social media to speak out about it. And use you know they'll use uh, hashtags and they they will invade your your Facebook space or your my your your Instagram space. And none of them have done a real a deep dive into the ideology behind wokeism and how it's not biblical or the uh, the the marxist uh propaganda behind it or even the propaganda of groups such as black lives matter you got schools handing out blm pins and have no idea the social constructs behind those pins what they mean and they play on the idea that people are just go well black lives do matter and we should care about them. Well, we should, but black lives matter as an organization is different from the concept of believing a person should have value regardless of their skin color. Um,
1: and they also, uh, I would say they, they haven't taken the time for the most part to look at um, you know information from you know guys like T- Thomas Hall talking about uh, race and disparities and where that actually comes from. Is that actually a form of systematic oppression or is this something else uh, that we should be able to understand more they just kind of accept the narrative and say okay i'm on board let's do whatever we have to do because they haven't thought about it enough or or looked for alternative viewpoints right well
0: and it's an easy thing to grasp onto yeah Mm -hmm. because right now it's popular with media it's popular you know to be woke Mm -hmm. i mean like if you start speaking out against uh like systemic injustice or you claim police brutality or whatever you're not going to get near the blowback that you get from speaking out against abortion you are no. just not yeah or, or, or try talking about the truth of the bible try just going on social media and put bible as god's word i believe every word in it and i and i think we should teach that in schools yeah. put that out on social media and see what you say but if you no. talk
1: about black lives matter you're going to get praise oh if you, if you will. talk about anything else the other two you're you're going to get castigated
0: Yeah, and listen, this is not to say that we have not had evils in the past of America, that we've not had, um, you know, and the church has been complicit in some of it, too. I mean, like, I'm not saying that that's not true, but we cannot allow those things to cause what's happening now to be looked at through a lens that's wrong, and that's what's going on. And then I want to get in the fourth group, and when we come back for the last segment, people can call and we can talk. The fourth group is the convinced and committed pro-woke. These are people that are all in. uh, They're heavily influenced by CRT. um, They encourage activism. They're protesting. They're walking in protest. Even people like J.D. Greer walked, I think, in a protest. Mm. Uh, I think. I could be wrong. I could be confusing him and David Platt, but somebody told me either he or David Platt. I'm going to fact check that before (laughs) we uh, say that. But pastors have walked with these walks uh, of CRT promoting this and we got to be careful of what we're promoting out there
1: all right so stick with us we are up against the break we will be back with more after the break you can download our SWAT app in the app store and you can also follow us on facebook and twitter at swat radio talk is the handle that is at swat radio talk you're listening
2: to swat radio stay tuned we'll be right back this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week
1: Prescient song at the moment. All my hope. Welcome back to SWAT radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about CRT, which stands for critical race theory uh, or most you know, more commonly known as wokeness uh, and the social, just mov- social justice movement and how it's influencing uh, the American church. We also talked in the first two segments about uh, what was going on around the country and then also what was going on internationally, particularly in the Middle East. Um, if you would like to call and join our discussion, or if you have any questions, please contact us at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at dot com. That's ask a s k at
0: swatradio dot com. It, it was David Platt who walked in a justice walk, um, and uh, you know it. It you're was just, you're popular today. Th- that was your dad calling. <laughs> <laughs> What's he call? I didn't. That's funny. Um, uh, anyway, uh, that was uh, um, David Platt. I mentioned it was J D. Greer. David Platt is the one that actually walked in a justice walk where there there was a lot of uh, BLM. And the the problem with that is if 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 you knew somebody, let's say we were in India. And there was a bunch of uh, Hindus doing a walk. Uh, would you walk with them?
1: Like a spiritual? Yeah, like a uh, yeah, like because, a worship. Yeah, service. because
0: I'm telling you, BLM is more than it's a movement, mm. it, and it, it's it's a movement. The organization has very Marxist and also very um, anti-family, anti-biblical values. That yeah. they are pushing,
1: and its spiritual under underpinnings are, you know, secular humanism. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it's it's deeply it's deeply steeped in all of that, in in Marxism, as you said, and it's a worldview that is incompatible with the gospel. The same goes for critical race theory and and all the other uh, woke, uh, I guess I don't know, woke things that you that are are woke subjects that are discussed.
0: Yeah, well, I I I, I mean. Uh, JD Griro um, suggested that CRT isn't that bad and there's things that we can learn from it and the the problem is when you uh, when you when you you relax that in the church mm-hmm. um, it, it it's just it leads to confusion yeah. and it leads to people being sucked away and taken captive. And that's what Paul warned against. He warned against that in Acts. And so the gospel of Jesus Christ says that every one of us is in need of a savior, that, that there is no one righteous, no, not one. And critical race theory teaches that the oppressed are the righteous ones. They have righteous anger They have righteous indignation, and they deserve something from the oppressors. And when you look at what the Bible teaches, um, I remember Paul's letter. Remember what Paul, uh, what he wrote to Philemon regarding Onesimus? Um, He said, listen, you know, you owe me, you know, you owe me for what God did through me to bring you to faith and to grow you in faith. So you need to do these things for Onesimus. Mm. Don't, don't be hard on him. He ran away. He was a slave. Mm. He ran away. And and uh, I'm sure Philemon was upset about it. It cost him to search for him. It cost him all kinds of things. And Paul told him. Now, there are people who would have problems. I'm telling you right now, people within the Black Lives Matter organization would have a problem with that book of the Bible. They would not like Philemon, but that's what God has in his word for a reason, because with God, the issue is not our view of justice. It's his view of justice, and in his view, we all deserve death, and apart from the cross, we would get eternal death, but because of his mercy, he sent his son Jesus to die for us, and because he died for you and me, we can then forgive other people, no matter what they do. That's hard. It's not easy and it can't be done on a human level. It has to be a supernatural level. That's why every man has to be born again. And so I just think that as we look at this Christianity and wokeness this week, and I promised Taylor last week, we will get into Ezekiel (laughs) 22. Ezekiel 22 talks about why the Israelites were where they were in Babylon. What was going on for them and for you and me, uh, I think the principles uh, apply for us as well. Uh, so we need to um, we need to look at that passage of scripture and ask ourselves some questions. How did we get where we are? How did we get here? And um, I know Taylor has some strong views about our schooling, and I certainly think that plays a part. I think our church's failure has yep. played a part in it too. Mm-hmm. Failure to pre, you know, instead of having shepherds in our church, we got CEOs. The church was never intended to have CEOs, it was intended to have shepherds. And a shepherd has three primary responsibilities to protect the sheep, to provide for the sheep, and to prepare the sheep. Now, think about the pastors who are supposed to be shepherding first Peter five talks about, uh, there's an exhortation to shepherds in the midst of, um, uh, persecution. Hey, shepherd the flock, shepherd the flock. And I, I heard one popular pastor, uh, up in Atlanta, whose dad is also a preacher. And even though I'm not saying his name, I'm giving you a lot of clues. So you know who I'm <laughs> talking about? um, He said that that analogy is no good for pastors in America. He said shepherd analogy. We don't have shepherds here. We don't know what shepherds are. CEO is a better analogy for pastors in America. Wow. And yet, when God chose to pin his words to his people, he exhorted them through Peter to shepherd the flock. Yeah. To shepherd the flock.
1: I I, I would imagine that. Uh, if you are making that statement, you must ask yourself, what is wrong with the church in America? You, if if that is not an analogy of, you know, what a pastor should be uh, here in America, then there's something wrong here. There's not something wrong with the the analogy, right? Because a CEO, that's not even like something that's similar to how a shepherd uh, operates. You know, that, it's just...
0: It's completely... one's a, One is kind of a manager, uh, but doesn't take... I mean, a, a CEO doesn't uh, feed his sheep or feed his workers. I mean, he they, they work for him.
1: Yeah, and when you think of a CEO, you think of like a large, you know, corporation, someone in a big, uh, you know, business business room somewhere, uh, a meeting room somewhere. But when you think of a shepherd, what is a shepherd? That has a much more intimate, much more personal relationship with what you're doing, right? With those sheep, you're you know them well and they know you well and it's it's very, it's a, it's more personable it's it's more uh, relational which i think go, speaks to kind of what is missing in the church uh, currently is is how our community is uh, as a church believers as a church body is not very well tied together and maybe it is from that ceo mentality rather than you know a shepherding mentality yeah
0: and it was never meant to be an admin position ever mm-hmm. it was meant to be a provider, protector, preparer. And when you think of, you know, uh, when I was over in Israel, talk, I talked out to meet a real shepherd and talk to them and the, the shepherds knew their sheep. And I remember one particular shepherd said, it doesn't matter how many sheep you have, mm. you know, them all and they could identify them even in the night by feeling the back of their neck. Mm. And Uh, I remember one pastor saying, well, that's really not a good model for today because our churches are so large. Do you know that Charles Spurgeon, when his church was up to 6,000 people, knew every couple's name and every child's name of that couple in the church? And I was talking to a guy who was a Spurgeon archivist, and he he had a a lot of history about Spurgeon. And he said, you know, Doug, it's not – the size of the church but it's the size of the shepherd's heart for his people mm. but when you're a ceo you do what you got to do and you let other people do the stuff and you don't know your people and i think that's where we've gotten to but i don't think that was a model for years and years and years and years and years yeah i think that's very much a western really primarily American mindset model. I would
1: say a modern American yeah, mindset yeah. model, because that was not the model during, uh, say, the founding era for I sure. I agree. That's you know, true. That, that's a modern model. And if you think that it's it's working, I mean, look at the like worldview, uh, some of the, the polling on worldview for Christians, right? The, the Christian worldview, most people who call themselves Christians don't hold a biblical worldview. If you look at uh, people graduating from school, uh, Christians graduating from school and how they differ in their mindset from uh, you know other people graduating. Most of the Christians graduating from public school or even uh, private schools have a socialist mindset, a, a secular humanist mindset, rather than a biblical mindset. So, uh, and then off, obviously, if you look at the parallels between rates of divorce inside of the church, outside of the church, there's not a lot of difference. You can't say that the model that the that the church is using currently it has been effective in raising up, preparing, as you said. Uh, biblical uh, or people to Christians to you know follow Christ because they don't know what that means and what that looks like.
0: Well, I think that as believers, we've got to this week, we're going to look at truths that we need to embrace as God's people about our ethnicity based on his word, not based on our culture. And the first one is this, that all the people of the earth are alienated by sin. And I'll say that again. All peoples, all people groups. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 2 says this, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh call the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, And strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's the way we all start off. It doesn't matter how much melanin you have in your skin. We cannot forget that. That's truth number one. For the All week. right.
1: You got to stick with us to get the rest of the truths. Make sure you tune in. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our
2: SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in.